Welcome to Meeple to Meeple, uniting players around the world. A 30-minute exploration of PJ and Gareth's board game experiences from across both sides of the Atlantic. Each episode, they share their thoughts and opinions on the world of board games, including their favourite themes, games, hot topics, and much, much more. Hey, welcome to episode 29. I'm PJ. And I'm Gareth. And today, board games in focus... Let the good times roll. <laughs> Everyone, today it is Tuesday. It is Fat Tuesday. In France, it is Mardi Gras. In Louisiana, it is Mardi Gras, uh, which is marking the end of carnival season. Uh, carnival in, in uh, Venice, Italy. Uh, our friends in Rio de Janeiro, and uh, they're also celebrating carnival. But in New Orleans... At the end, the theme of Mardi Gras, not the theme, but the motto is Laissez les bons temps rouler in French, and that's let the good times roll. So today's focus is going to be, Gareth? Dice games. Yes. Yes. So we're both going to try. We We have not, and we're going to try to let the good times roll, or the board games roll, or the dice roll. Yeah. There's a lot of dice games out there, because dice games cover... You know, I thought about bringing Monopoly to the party, but I thought maybe our listeners wouldn't appreciate yeah. such a such a simple game. So I have chosen three dice games that are hitting my table, or I just love to play. All of these hit my table like yesterday and today. To be fair, like in preparation, Katie and I just played them all. You do a lot I'm of homework. Thinking. I don't do enough homework. I bring the rule books to the table <laughs> while I'm sitting here talking to you. <laughs> Which, if you hear if you hear ruffling of uh, papers then that is me reading rule books that's that's great that's what um, i do I, I tried although i know that at least one of the games that you're going to talk about fits this mold but i tried to avoid roll and write games for this episode i could have bought a load of roll and writes because yeah, i mean dice games we could have i mean we could have done that i think yeah I think interesting we i think i only about... wrote down two I only wrote down two of my list when I was thinking about them. Most of my most of my games were uh, were worker dice placement, that kind of thing. Yep, yeah, di- dice placement or um, dice workers, things of that nature. Yeah, something that yeah. really features or dice drafting. I have a couple of dice drafting games. Um, so yeah, well, why don't you uh, take us away? Oof, and tell I'm me how first. the dice. Yeah, tell me how the dice roll. So the three games I. I have selected is uh, Rolling Realms, so that is uh, a roll and write. Uh, space Base and Dice Hospital, and I'm only going to talk it. about the core game. So um, I'm going to start with Rolling Realms. So um, it's a Jamie Stegmaier game. It is based on well, the original game uh, was based on the Stonemaier, um publications, of which there's um, it's basically eleven cards in the box. Uh, representing each card represents one of the Stonemaier games. So uh, everything from uh, Viticulture to Euphoria, Scythe is covered between two castles, Wingspan, Charterstone, Tapestry. Um, what I love about this game is that every card or every game has been distilled into one sing- single card, picking up the elements um in a fantastic way that i just go ooh, it, it's so like the game but so nothing like the game um that jamie's managed to basically uh pull out the essence of each of the board games into into one of the cards um 
So there's 11 in, 11 in the box since its release, uh, which was designed through the pandemic. Um, there's been one, two, three, four, nine promo cards. And this is where <laughs> Jamie has done uh, other games. So we have Architects of Whisk Kingdom, example, yep. Feast for Odin, mm-hmm. uh, Ark Nova recently, Terra Mystica, Mystica, Mystica uh, Smitten, yeah. Honey Buzz, uh, and Rolling Realms. Uh, so its own Rolling Realms card within Rolling Realms. Um, <laughs> each game is made up of nine rounds, uh, three rounds, th- three cards, three cards, three cards. Uh, sorry, three rounds of covering nine cards, should I say? Right. And right. Um, you then roll the dice um, nine times, um, and you basically write the two numbers down on one or two different cards. I'm not going to cover the rules in too much detail, but um, we love it. It's those games that, particularly if you know the cards, we teach really easily to new gamers. So we start with some easy ones, and then we just dial it up. Um, so we we played this last week, uh, last Wednesday, our midweek gaming uh, gaming session, uh, to a couple of new gamers, and they picked it up really well. Um, it's very portable. I've got mine down into one of those photo boxes, so we can take it anywhere with us. So two of those, um, and. They're dry wipe cards, so they basically will last forever, uh, as with dry wipe pens. And um, if you're after a roll and write, a game uh, to have the good times with, then I always recommend Rolling Realms. And I'm sure Jamie has, uh, no doubt, many more foil packs uh, that will be purchased to add to the collection. Uh, Certainly is a nice little uh, game that can keep growing. Do you own Rolling Realms? Uh, I do. I played it with you and your family. You did, didn't uh, we? Played it. Yeah. Two two years ago. That almost might have been two the first time ago. I think we met we met face to face. Yep. On an Instagram call. And so, I think um, that's the uh that's the beauty of this game, right? Jamie, like you said, he developed it over the pandemic during lockdown to play with his friends remotely. And they said you need to publish yeah. it. And he did. And he did. I think you can still yeah. pick up the print and play version. Oh yeah. Uh if you want to try it out. Yep. Um, but it's not a crazy expensive game. I say no. the, the replayability is huge as well. So oh, yeah. it's my first uh, first game uh, off my list. Um, what have you got to cover, and what's going to okay. be the first one? So I've got three games as well. I'm going to talk about um, Sagrada. I'm going to talk about Role Player, and mm. I'm going to go back, go back a ways to Tabula. Never heard of it. Sounds yep. awesome. I'm going to tell you all about it later. But uh, first, I'm going to start with Sagrada. Um, came out in 2017 by Adrian Ademskew and Daryl Andrews, published by Floodgate Games. This game is great. It's dice drafting. I mean, this is incredible. So you are fashioning a stained glass, a panel of a stained glass window from the Sagrada La Familia in Barcelona, and you're doing it with colored translucent dice. Beautiful. So you take the number of players plus two, I believe plus two. Yeah. And that many dice and you roll them and the colors matter because you've got, you've got like this grid that you can put your dice in. You slide a card under there. So there's a lot of replayability. Um, The colors matter, but you can't have the same colors orthogonally adjacent. Yeah. The number of pips showing matter. Sometimes they matter. And you can't have like 
two next to a two orthogonally. So, so you, you can't put them to, side by side. So you've got to be very cautious when you're doing that. There are three um, public projects that help you in case you don't have the color dice or the number um, that you need for your little panel. Um, so there is a little bit of a set collection because you are trying to collect sets of colors of dice and numbers, as it were. Uh, you also have a private objective uh, when you're playing, so you're trying to do that. So you're trying to match whatever the whatever the project says on your panel, and you've got a private objective, so you're trying to do that, mm-hmm. and you've got public objectives, which are giving you more points. Um, we've played this countless times. Um, Katie and I play it a lot at two-player. It's yeah, we good. Do. It's a solid two-player. It's better with more, I feel like. It because you just it, you increase the number of dice that come out. It gets more. Um, there's more options, um, but yeah, that's Sagrada. Because because with um, you've got your same glass windows, they change as well, don't they? So not only your actual layout's different. Yeah, so you're collecting different numbers or different configurations of dice. Um, yep, absolutely, it's a, it's a lovely game. Where we play two player, I think we remo- we end up removing half the dice, which is not a rule in the book. It just makes it tighter um, in terms so of choice. I, I definitely agree with that um, because we had just played this this morning um, in prep for the episode. And I was like, we take out half the dice, right? And no, the rules say you put them all yeah, in. Yeah, no. There's, there's a lot of dice. And it's like, I think I think one of, Katie at one point, she was, she needed a green die. And I think two green dice came out the entire game. Yeah. You know, so... Got to watch out for that. But that is Sagrada by Floodgate Games. Pick it up at a store near you. <laughs> Fantastic. And we, it's another game that through, um, through lockdown that a few people played on Instagram on the Ooh. lives and people joined in. So, again, it's a game that could be played um, remotely with each other because you could just just share yeah, the dice pool. Everyone just takes the dice yeah. as long as they got a copy of the game. Yep. Um, That's a key. Good choice. So. Okay, um, number two for me is Space Base. Um, I love this game. Now, it's a very simple game. It's chucking dice, uh, activating dice, a bit like Machi Koro. If you know what Machi Koro is, you played that, which I'm not. We had that game, not yeah. a massive fan of. This has got very similar mechanics, but deeper. Yep. Um, so you've got a player board uh, where you're, you have a set of ships, numbered 1 to 12, and on those ships, uh, various things like uh, gathering money, uh, gathering victory points, uh, or improving um, the amount of wealth that you can generate every round. Um, so you roll two dice. You can either add the dice together or use them separately, allocate the dice to those ships, and take the benefits. Um, and then um, as you upgrade those ships with new ships which you purchase through saving money, you tuck the existing card upside reverse it and tuck it in face down, the face up, but downwards, if that makes sense. Um, and on that has another power, which you activate on everybody else's turn. So on your turn, you're activating the main card. On every on everybody else's turn, when they're rolling a dice, you activate the cards that you've um, previously upgraded. So you're always doing something. Downtime uh, isn't too bad. This game now, I think with expansions, plays to six, maybe seven. Um, I've only played it with four to five. Um 
it uh, plays reasonably fast. First of 40, there's loads of cards to upgrade. Um, lots of different combos where you can trigger the card next to the card you're playing. And there's been, I think, two box expansions, which are kind of not legacy. They're story-driven. So there's like, let's say, eight modules in a box. You play through all eight stories. It unlocks more and more. And then you put the whole thing into the game. Or you can just pour the whole lot in straight away. Um, so we always play with at least the first version of the game, uh, sort of the base game and the expansion, because it adds some really nice uh, little mini dice to the game. Uh, and we're just playing through the second box at the moment. Um, but it's really light, light-hearted, not too complicated. You can teach it really quickly. Uh, lots of in-jokes and Easter eggs with the different ships, if you can try and think back to which um, realm or galaxy they came from. So um, that is Space Space. Highly recommend it as a simple dice rolling uh, resource gathering game. And um, yeah, super fun to play. That sounds awesome. I, I still have not had a chance to experience that game and, it looks good, and I've heard yeah, so many it things. looks great. It's not, I say, it's nothing, uh, nothing shattering in terms of mechanics, right. but just I find it incredibly satisfying because you're trying to build like this engine up um, by chucking the dice. Obviously, you got the bell curve of dice distribution. You're trying to get the best possible opportunity to combo out the back of what you roll, uh, or or what everybody else rolls, because you always got a chance to uh, gain resources on every, everybody else's go. So anyway. Um, that's number two from me. What's your number two? Uh, number two is role player role player. Yeah. So this is, this is 2016 Keith Mateka. Um, this is a dice rolling drafting and set collection game. But I think what I really enjoy about this so much, um, is it's a game about creating a character that one could possibly play in a D&D game. Yeah. Or any. That fe- or, yeah. Right? So it's like there's no story. There's no there's no there's no um paraphernalia, there's no extra. It's just you're rolling three dice or however many dice based on the number of players. Um you put each die on an initiative card, draw that initiative and then you go to the market and you draw a skill, a trait an armor or an item, a weapon of some sort. And you're basically creating your character. And I know that they've expanded, right? They, yeah. There's a, there's like role player adventures or something where you role play the character that you, you built. Um, so this is another game that we played this morning. Um, and I created a dark elf <laughs> enchanter who was, uh, lawful good was a guardian whose backstory was that they were emotionally damaged <laughs> and and like that's all there and then you get points because you roll the dice and then you put them just like in D, you've got your stats right um wisdom intelligence charisma yeah. constitution and you put the cards in there and you have a target number that you want those stats to be through the dice that you're putting in place and then you're getting gold to purchase new items um it's just a really cool very simple um concept and well i love I the way they seen they've... it i haven't seen it done anywhere else right it's just no great. i mean easily make you're making a game out of character creation yeah. job done and you've got the alignment piece you're trying to get the dice in the right place for the alignment 
gather the right items. And then I think there's a couple of expansions that adds a few bits to it. There I've is. Never, we, I've never played we, them. Uh, we have monsters and minions. Yeah. So it's so what what's really interesting is for for those of you who've played tabletop role playing games in the past, one of the things that troubles me about the D and D world is um, the beginning. You're all in a bar and you've never met each other, or you're in a tavern and there's this guy who just walks up to you with a quest. Well, why do I care? Why you know? By role player, so you go through all this dice rolling and drafting, you're collecting your sets, you're creating your character, you've got your backstory and everything, like my Dark Elf Enchanter. But if you add monsters and minions, it's like another market of cards. Right. Where where we, the players, as we're creating our characters, woven into our backstory, is we are facing off against this monster, and we reveal things about it in stages, right? that gives us bonuses. So I can access knowledge before you, which will make it easier for me to defeat the monster at the end of the game. So presumably when we all get to the cave, get to the table for our RPG, all the characters have met each other because we've got, you got backstories and everything. And well, they fought this giant Hydra who terrorized this city. And now you as the storyteller or the game master or dungeon manager, uh, that's that's where you start. So it it solidifies the group a little bit more. Um, I, it's, this is, I love this game. This is such a great concept. Um, it's so tight. It's so clean. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's super yeah. smooth. That kind yeah, of, right? <clears throat> which dice to grab out of the draft. Exactly. Trying to balance it. Um, yeah, it's a lovely game. Really nice game. So, so that is role player. That is my number two. Right. So similarly, uh, my number three is Dice Hospital, which is, is also a dice drafting game. Um, so this game, oh, I don't know what year it was. It's a good question. It was 2018, Kickstarter, I think, originally. Um, if you've got the Kickstarter version, you've got lots of plastic ambulances and, and items, but the core game, I think, is cardboard. Basically, you're, you're running a hospital, um, uh, not surprisingly, named as Dice Hospital. Um, you've got to basically the first bit is drafting the ambulances and bringing those uh, patients into your hospital. Um, so if you take uh, a more complex patient full of um, so the dice represents how um, ill injured they are. So like a one is close to death. Ooh. Six is basically healed. Um, so if you take an ambulance full of, uh, more injured people, it's obviously harder to do, but you'll get to go first and draft um, some of the rooms you upgrade or some of the uh, specialists can help you. Or if you take an easier one, obviously you go last, you go further round and around. That's the first decision you, decision you have to make. Um, once you've got your ambulance and your um, and your patients, you then can look at improvements, or which could be different ways to activate the different coloured dice. There's three coloured dice in the game. Um or you can take a specialist who might focus on green dice or red dice or yellow dice. Um, then it's kind of um, everyone for themselves as you um, you start with like three standard uh, nurses and then you've got your specialists and you allocate them to rooms and that lets, lets you manipulate the dice from like a five to a six uh, or heal all the ones to two uh, or the specialist might be, if you heal a green, another green can heal. So you're trying to optimize the allocation of your of your 
with your doctors and nurses um, around the hospital. And any sixes that turn to a seven uh, go into the, they get, they get discharged. So, um, and then of course, the more you heal and discharge them, the more points you get in that round. Um, and you play the game over, I'm going to say about eight rounds. Um, it's super tight. The dice you're after trying to keep everyone from not dying. Otherwise they do go to the morgue. That's negative points. Um, yeah, we really, really enjoy it. Um, and then, now there is a Kickstarter uh, expansions of like a maternity, which we've, which we've got with pink dice. Um, there's some improvements, and there's even like a a part where you're actually laying out city tiles for the ambulances and paramedic tokens to collect patients. But I've not tried those. But if you're after a dice drafting game that is kind of that theme hospital game of the past, where you're trying to get the right rooms to hire the right people, uh, I would also highly recommend dice hospital there's um, the artwork there's an expansion for like an emergency room right something yeah, like that yeah it's like yeah it's got extra rooms uh say that there's a big one about maternity and maternity ward oh, but okay we always end up um playing the base game it's just it's just really straightforward again quick to the table easy to teach um yeah. because everyone kind of knows how hospitals you know run in general it's quite a nice gateway game as well uh for our gaming group have you That's played? Cool. No, I haven't. It's been on my list for a while because, I mean, you got the little amp, the little plastic ambulance that you put dice in. And I'm like, that oh, looks cool. We need to. Yeah, it's like deluxe yeah. upgrades. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Otherwise, the, the that... game comes with just a, just a card, which you put three dice onto. Okay. Now, those need painting. That's a reminder. I need to oh, paint those uh, ambulances because yes. mine yes, are gray. Yes, you do. I think you in do. the Kickstarter, there's in, 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 a, in expansion recently, there's the helicopter. So you can helicopter people in. What? Yeah, it's massive oh. helicopter. So um yeah, one to four <laughs> players. Um it's like two point three. Cool. So not very complicated. So here's a question. Are you competing hospitals or are you a special role within this hospital? No, yeah, you've got your hospital and so okay. we've we've got the same I'm gonna say about eight or nine rooms to start with. And then you okay. can buy additional rooms that they're hexagonal tiles you basically put around the edge. So it's that bit of going first and having the worst patients, but getting the first dibs on the on the rooms or taking the easier route, but ending up with maybe not so optimal. Right, it's lovely. That's right. a bit is the is the key, and then the stress of everyone deteriorate because if <laughs> if they don't get seen by anybody in the rounds, they deteriorate. So if they're not looked after, then they get worse, which again is a really nice theme at the end. So if there's a die that has like five pips going and you didn't you didn't tend to them, they'll go to four. a four. Yeah, and ones drop to zero. So there's so. timing, and so it's like a timing. Yeah. You're trying Ooh. to do as much as possible. You know, just keep people generally getting better, uh, knowing that yeah, hopefully no one dies on my shift. <laughs> hopefully anyway, not. <laughs> there is dice hospital. So number three from you. Number three is the dark horse of the dice game episode. And that is tabula. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm now Googling what tabula is. Tell me. It more. Is. Okay. And you can find it on board game geek. It was published in 1990. Wow. Boom, I went back far. It was designed by Sarah Finch and Leslie Scott. Um, this is a two player game. So, 
And I, the reason I got it, actually, you know, it's very interesting. A friend of mine picked it up for me while he was in London on vacation, and he brought it back to me. Um, it's based on this ancient Roman game that's the precursor to what is today backgammon. Okay. Right? So it's, at its simplest, it is a roll and move. That It's very simple. Um, you have... I can't remember if it's 16 or 18, but each player has a number of these beautiful stones and you're trying to get them onto this board and then all the way around the board once. Um, so there's four sides, six, so there's 24 spaces total. You roll two dice and you move your stones. Now you can't move your stones off the board until you've gotten all of your stones onto the board and you have opportunities to bump your opponent's stones back to the center, which means, so if they're scoring and you're getting behind, you have a chance to knock them out. If they leave their, if it's a single stone on a space, you can then occupy that space after your dice roll, land on that space and bump them. But if they have two or more, then that space is protected. Really simple, but deep strategy. Um, it's rumored that, uh, the emperor Claudius, the third emperor of Rome, third, no, the fourth emperor of Rome. Um, he had a, a version of this game mounted onto his chariot or his litter nice. go through Rome. Yeah. So this is a really old game. Very cool. Um, it's a lot of fun. Katie and I played this yesterday. Uh, again, in anticipation, I was like, man, it, it was tense for a while, but then she totally blew me away because that's typically what happens. Um, but that is tabula. You're going there. You say it's like backgammon, but you're going the same way around the board. That's you what, are going, I'm, I'm you're just going looking the at the same picture. way. I like the artwork, the kind of the Roman mosaic mm-hmm. structure. Yep. It's yep. classic. Those glass beads as, as components. Yeah. There's, there's not a lot to it. Uh, no. it's, un, it's unassuming. Um, again, it's just a modern take on an ancient classic. Um, I like it more than backgammon. To I be honest, backgammon in years. Is, is it still yeah. in print or is it? Oh yeah, still in print. You can still get it. Uh, to be honest, I think. Um, so, like, just go to London. Go to the British Museum. They have them in that, their gift that's shop. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I see that one of the designers. She created Jenga. Yes. There you go. Yeah. As a claim to fame. So, so again, that's tabula. Tabula. Yeah, I, th- um, I think it's. Called, I think it's called tabula. The Roman game, I believe. Yeah, that's what the box said. On the, the box. Roman game. Yep. So I'd like so, to. Yeah. Like, that looks like a nice two-player game. So there we are. There's the dice games covered. So we've covered Rolling Realms. We have covered Sagrada. We've covered Space Space, Role Player, Dice, dice hospital, hospital, and Tabula. And tabula. And because because today is Mardi Gras, and because Louisiana is all about another French term called lanyap. Yeah. Explain, so, explain, explain. So lanyap's a little something extra is how it translates. Okay. Right? A little something extra. So if you go somewheres, they might they might give you some free thing, right? You, okay. And so this is a little something extra in honor of Mardi Gras. And I want to talk about real quick. And that's big, easy busking in honor of new Orleans, the city that I love 
um, this game has no dice. But again, remember, this is Lanyap. was published in 2020 by Joshua Mills uh, and Weird Giraffe Games. I absolutely love this game. It is so thematic. It's really reminiscent of being in New Orleans. It's it's really reminiscent of being in New Orleans at Mardi Gras, but it's set at any time. So you're a you're a, a trio of buskers, uh, street music performers in the French Quarter, and you've got this one card in front of you, and you have these cubes that represent the energy that each of those musicians have. Yeah. Um, and then you will play cards, which are songs. Um, and you play them and you have locations in the French quarter in front of you that give you money. Money equals victory points at the end of the game. It gives you an opportunity. You can tip your, your, uh, your musicians in case they're running low on energy because you have a reserve of energy cubes yeah. and you can add it, but it's got the classic purple, green, and gold, the tricolors of Mardi Gras. Um, I've got to say the artwork is, is amazing. Yeah. It's so bright. I've never heard of this game. Yeah. Just looking at the images now, I'm like, this game needs to be played. No, it's it's great. Um, it's okay at two. It's better at a higher player count. Um, just because you want more competition, right? Yeah. Yeah, I can basically, see. Basically, at two players, it's like, well, I'm going to play this card here. What's cool is each location has an icon and the subsequent song cards have the same icon. So you have like yeah. a little, a little in the corners, like a Mardi Gras bead uh, or there's a heart or there's the fleur de lis. Um, and there's a, a mask, like a Mardi Gras mask. Um, so the location has that icon. If the song you play has a matching icon, you'll get an extra bonus, right? So it's just, it's really cool. Cause it's like, yeah, my, my, my trumpeteer did a, awesome job playing this song and it's it's so fun and you it's got the balconies uh the artwork on the cards it's just it's amazing and it's like being in new orleans at mardi gras so uh that's a little lanyard for y'all and uh happy mardi gras to everybody yeah happy mardi gras thank you for sharing that i'm yeah i quite like that little sneaky bonus at the end so i have to become a regular feature maybe maybe we can do that we could probably PJ's super bonus. We just call that a little land. Yeah. Extra life. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you for sharing that. And with yeah. that, thank you everyone for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, and follow us. So you don't miss the mess of future episodes and we'll speak to you soon. Gareth. Thanks again. This is great. Thanks everyone for listening. Please subscribe. And as always, we love to hear your thoughts and ideas. So make sure to leave those in the comments and Don't forget, you can also chat with us both on Instagram at Meeple to Meeple.